It's the Sunday Cafe with Roman Travis on Magic Talk. Right now, though, it's your chance to have your dog sorted out because you know what? Dogs, they're creatures of habit like us. You can teach old dogs new tricks. We've worked that out before. I'm joined now by Darren Rowe, a dog behaviorist from Mindfulness for Dogs. G'day, Darren. Hello, Darren. You, I can hear you breathing. You're there, aren't you? Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah can you hear me? <laughs> I can indeed. Now, yeah, that's good. <laughs> some, of the, some of the things we've spoken about before when it comes to choosing a dog is people choosing a dog that probably doesn't really suit the way they live. What's, what are some of the benefits with getting a, um, a rescue dog, for example? Yeah, so, I mean, the, the, the social um, side of it, so that you, um, you're taking a dog that's had a hard life and you're giving it a second chance for life, I guess, is probably the biggest drive for that. Mm. Um, it's a great idea. I think it's a fantastic idea to take on a rescue dog. Um, I've certainly taken on two. I've got a, a couple of Border Collies that were... Um, <clears throat> sorry, a couple of Border Collies that um, were really quite sort of mistreated uh, shock collars and chains and that kind of stuff and we've rehabilitated them but I think the key thing is that word rehabilitation when you take on a rescue dog you're taking on something that could be coming with baggage and I think people need to be really aware although it's a great idea you really need to understand that you know you, you could have issues that you need to solve so it's not mm. something you're not going to get a perfect dog you might if you're lucky and hopefully you will but you know it doesn't always happen like that so how do you know if a dog has been really mistreated and you're never ever going to get that level of confidence back up in the dog how do you know that think, when you go and look at one yeah i think first of all you can always get that level of confidence i think it just depends on the, the hard work you put in with the dog and, and that bond relationship building that relationship with the dog mm. but try and find out as much of a history as you can with a dog and I know, I know a lot of rescue places don't like to tell you what's happened but I think it's really important that you find out if your dog has done this or if your dog was mistreated in this way because for example little Pixie she had um, she had a shock collar um, when, when she came into the centre I was working at the time and, and that meant that if I held a collar she took my hand off she literally almost took my hand off and, and mm. I looked at the woman and said well, what have you done to this dog but if I didn't know that I mean I'm, I'm the canine behaviourist so I, I mean, I was pretty quick to get away, but um, yeah, if you don't know that, you, those things start to come out a couple of weeks later, a couple of months later, mm. and then it becomes an issue for you. And unfortunately, you know what happens with a lot of rescue dogs—they just get bounced back to their shelter. Oh yeah, that's horrible, isn't it's it? A real shame. Yeah, it is a real tragedy because dogs are such trusting, lovely things. You can oh. do whatever you like to a dog, and generally speaking, I know that sounds terrible, but they are generally always happy to see you. They love you, don't they? They are. It's, it's that same old thing, isn't it? If you give it negative praise, it's still praise. And if that's all they're ever used to, then that's what they'll accept. I mean, it's not a great way to live. But, yeah. you know, some of these dogs have been pretty... I mean, if it's a, an SPCA welfare case, they've been pretty abused a lot of the times. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so they have. I think you touched on that word trust. They've lost the trust with human beings. And, and trust doesn't just happen overnight. You know, you've, you've got to build that trust over time. It, it can be broken in, in a second, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. But it doesn't just happen overnight. You've got to build that. And it's a long-term commitment with a rescue dog um i've I've done for my soapbox a little bit roman at the moment but um unfortunately i get a lot of uh, emails and phone calls of people that have taken on rescue dogs and then their lifestyle changes they have a child and suddenly the dog just gets pushed back to the shelter Mm. isn't that interesting it's a long-term commitment oh look that happens with dogs that aren't rescue dogs too the dog is like your world and then you start having children and and the dog almost gets forgotten so if you've got a question for darren the best thing to do is to call now 0800 Eight double four seven four seven. Have a chat with Darren. Get things sorted out with your dog because I didn't know this, but you can teach an old dog new tricks. You can build that confidence and build that bond. 
Um, just a couple of questions. Let's go off piece a little bit because there's okay. been talk about the beaches, certain beaches around the country where you can't or won't be able to take dogs soon. Mm-hmm. In, in your opinion, is that, is that a good thing? You've got to take your dog somewhere, right, to be a dog? It's a, it's a Kiwi dream, isn't it, to be able to run free with your dog on the beach because we're all so um, sort of beach-loving people, I guess. Um, it's one of those political things, isn't it? I guess there's a lot of dogs on the beach that are absolutely fantastic and there's that 90% rule again, isn't it? 90% of the dogs are amazing and there's that 10% where people don't put that hard training in mm. to get the recall, to get the, um, the aggression down. Uh, and, and that spoils it for everybody else, isn't it? Um, yeah. I think most people sort of pick up from their dog, I don't think that's an issue. I think it's just that that thought that oh, we've got dog aggression, and that's just down to training and just getting that training in and making sure that you're you, you get a good trainer that can teach your dog how to socialise. I guess isn't yeah, it? it's a shame that it really is. One of the things that I've seen, as many people would have at beaches, is that person who's a hundred metres away from their own dog who is bounding <laughs> at high speed towards a child, for example. The child's yeah. going, oh my god, I'm about to be lunch. And the owner's saying, it's okay, he's lovely, he wouldn't hurt him. Yeah. You don't know that as someone who's not a dog person. So you can no. see why this restriction is tightening up around dogs on beaches. But we are becoming less tolerant of dogs, aren't we? We, we are, yeah. Um, I mean, even down to the fact that if a dog barks, it's aggressive. Mm. And, and in fact, dogs, they're like us, you know, we, sh- we can shout, we can talk. Dogs can bark in many different ways. I think there's like 120 or different barks for a dog. Mm. And, and there's only one or two of them that are aggression. aggression. So I think we need to change our perspective on dogs as well. Um, interestingly, talking about the kids, I'm going into a, a little daycare, um, ch- a preschool daycare, mm. a couple of weeks' time to, to take my um, steak ginger in just do exactly the same thing and, and get the kids used to the dogs so they're not scared because kids are growing up scared of dogs. I can't believe it. Well, apparently, apparently, when I was a little toddler, my mother would be walking, you know, I'd be marching ahead of her and I'd stick my hand through a fence at a barking dog and for whatever reason, I, I never got bitten. Dogs sense all that, don't they? Yeah, I think you're probably one of those natural people with dogs, Samran, and which, um, which is great, but you probably you're living in an era where dogs weren't seen as the evil victor, you know, the evil villains of, uh, mm. of things. In the media, unfortunately, we, we we don't report those thousands of cases where the dogs have had a happy walk, playing nicely. It's always the ones that have attacked somebody or mauled someone. I was looking in the, um, in the Independent in the UK, and there was this um, a guy that had been attacked um, by a, a mauled to death. I think it was actually by a pack of dogs as he was walking home. Yeah, but didn't really talk about who the owners were of the dogs and what they were doing and what training they put in place. <laughs> okay. Look, there's all this and more we can talk about, but more importantly, if you've got a question for Darren Rowe, our dog behaviourist from Mindfulness for Dogs, then call 0800 844 747. Darren Rowe from Mindfulness for Dogs. Darren, you've got a couple of um, ways of getting in touch with you. What's your website? Yep, so you can go to um, www, it's mindfulness for dogs with the number four.com. Um, if you can't remember that, you can go to m4dogs.com just to make it a little bit easier for people. Um, I'm all over social media, so I've got Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Just search for Mindfulness for Dogs, you can't miss me. And if you really want to contact me, it's 027 458 58. All right. I'll repeat those numbers uh, a bit later on as well. So do talk with Darren. This is absolutely free. 0800 844 747. Look, let's talk about, because you're not just working with the dog in your regard, you're working with the owner. How do you build confidence in children that are absolutely, you know, what, scared of dogs? 
Yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting one. With, with the children, and I'm, I'm a qualified teacher, so I work with primary kids um, a lot as well. And um, it's about you building the trust with the child before the dog. So, you know, kids kids don't kids will trust an adult if they present things in the right way. And it's about me showing that my dog is a really loving thing. Now, don't get me wrong, dogs are dogs, and, and dogs can make silly mistakes. Even the best trained dogs can make silly mistakes. So safety is the most important thing when, when I'm dealing with children. Mm. Um, and certainly I'm controlling my dog 100%. But if I don't have a bond with my dog... Um, you know, I've just got a crazy dog that could do all sorts of things. So, so with the mindfulness stuff, um, one of the things I teach is when you hold the collar of the dog, they automatically lie down and relax. And it sounds like it's, it's kind of like magic, I guess. But mm. as soon as I hold my collar, the collar of my dog, they just literally lie down. And, and then they're in the most unintimidating um, position they can ever be. And then kids will just come in and stroke them. Wow. Um, yeah, it's quite. It's, it's, I've developed it over the few years, but it's, it's pretty powerful, to be honest. Yeah, that is powerful stuff. You can learn more by calling now and having a chat to Darren, 0800 844 747. Good morning, Dawn. Oh, good Hi, morning. Dawn. Um, I've got a 19-month-old male chocolate Labrador. Okay, and yeah. really he's quite a friendly dog, but he, if I don't keep him close to me, he'll run up to people barking. And I know he's friendly, but he just doesn't seen that way when he does it and I'm wondering how to stop that. Yeah, so so chocolate Labradors, Labradors in general, they're such friendly animals, they're such friendly dogs, um, but they do get themselves in a bit of trouble because they come charging in and, and it's for them the whole world is is is, is wonderful. There's, no, there's no, nothing bad out there for a chocolate Labrador, particularly, well, particularly chocolate Labrador. So, so they, occasionally, and this is what we don't want to happen, um, we don't want the dog to come out, come running in, bark, and then another dog to attack him or something because it has it's misread the signals. So really it's a lot of you protecting your dog. Unfortunately, Labradors are one of the dogs that get attacked the most or, or told off by other dogs, shall we say, in the most because they're so friendly. So it's really important that you protect that dog. Um, and what I would do is um, I would be putting a regime of I have a dog on lead when I'm in a park, and then if I'm in a park for half an hour, say, I would say um, 10 minutes is on lead when I first go in and I keep the dog on lead, and then I release for five minutes, then I bring back on a, maybe a long lead for 10 minutes, and then I'm back on the lead, and, and just keep mixing it around so the dog doesn't get used to just coming in park and just charging off and doing what it likes. And, and obviously the recall with a long lead, then you can pull a recall back, because really you want to be able to stop the dog um, from charging. He's pretty good on recall. He tends to more do it with people who run up to them being friendly, but he's barking yeah. at them. <laughs> Yeah, mm. I mean you can you can do the shouting, can you? He's, he's very friendly, as Roman said earlier on, but it just depends <laughs> on the person. I mean, hopefully, if it's in a dog park, most people are dog friendly people anyway, and they, they kind of just know. Most people know what Labradors are like. But um, what you can do if you teach that down, it's quite a hard one from a distance. But if you really work on the down command, you can sort of like call out the down, and he might just drop down. That would be oh, something yeah. I would look at, but that's that's a quite a difficult training thing for distance down. Um, so mm. you, you need to get a trainer to help you with that one, probably. Unless there's something um, online, I might try and get myself a little video to teach that maybe online. <laughs> oh no, that'd be brilliant! Thank you so much for that. Hey, no worries. Cool. Hey, Thank Dawn, you, just before you go, Dawn, what made you choose a chocolate Labrador? <laughs> I've always loved Labs, and um, he just happened to be around the time I was looking. So. Mm. Yeah, no. yeah. He's, he's he obviously chose you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so nice one. My first male dog as well, so it's it's quite interesting the difference in them and the females. Oh, very oh, yeah. much so. Yeah, hey Dawn, thank you very much for that. Best of luck with changing your behaviour. Um,
Yeah, I had a, a black lab cross with a German pointer, and it was one of the best dogs I ever had. It was a great hunting dog. Uh, yeah. Yeah, tragically, I wasn't such a good hunter, but he was very good. It's 19 past nine. If you'd like to get in touch with Darren Rowe from Mindfulness for Dogs, Darren is a dog behaviourist. The number is 0800 844 747. Uh, I just want to quickly ask you, this is another selfish little thing I want to ask you. <laughs> dog registration, effectively it's a tax, right? But as your dog becomes pretty decrepit, you know, its legs don't work, its eyes have fallen out, whatever, should you be paying the same for a registration, do you think, Darren? I think the... I actually agree. I think you do. Um, I think if you have a dog, you have a dog. And and the whole... It's not really necessarily um, to benefit yourself. It's to benefit society as a whole. Hmm. So I think... I, I actually strongly agree with the registration. Um, I've got seven dogs. I'm, I, I always pay my registration. Um, and I've got 17 and 14-year-olds that don't go to parks anymore because they're, they're just you know, too old to be able to do that. But yeah. certainly... Yeah, I, I do. I've <laughs> got a bit of a social conscience, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And then we then we it pays for the for the poo bag, you know, for the poo stations and and the the parks to be kept neatly and neat and tidy and that sort of stuff. So yeah, I do. You must almost work full time just to pay for dog registration. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, certainly around April time, it's like oh, <laughs> no. Again, I, no, I we'll love. We we'll try and put a little bit away actually every month. Yeah, um, good so idea. It doesn't become a big shock. That's a really good thing to do. Yeah. No, it's a good idea. Good on you, Darren. Yeah. Um, Helen, good morning. Right, Helen. good morning. Good morning. Tell me, dogs and sirens, why does my brother's dog, when she's in the car and she hears a siren, why does she put her head back and howl? In my street, there are three <laughs> dogs, and when they hear a siren, in sequence, bark, bark, bark. Why do dogs howl. bark when they hear howl sirens? Crazy. For goodness sake. Um, is it is is he trying to warn the uh, um, your is it your brother that the police car's following him? Maybe <laughs> slow down. Trying to what? To warn him to try trying to warn your brother that the police to slow down. No, no, no. But why do dogs bark at sirens yeah. in my neighbourhood and my brothers in the car? I mean, I haven't. Um, I'm obviously not a, a medical person, but um, my thoughts no. would be that the um, dogs have got very sensitive ears and. All of the noises that we hear, there are way higher frequencies that we don't hear. Hence, you can have dog whistles that sound totally silent to us, mm-hmm. but the dogs hear them. So I'm, I'm guessing um, that there's a, a very high-pitched frequency within that siren that yeah. triggers that howling thing. Why it triggers the howling, I don't know, but um, certainly I've noticed that... it with my dogs as well. So I'm guessing it's probably something to do with the ultrasonic sort of stuff. Did they not think it's another dog? They're howling I wouldn't have thought so, no. I, 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 I would think they're probably cleverer than that to realise that it's not another dog, but I would say really? there's... I think so, yeah. yeah. I've got um, quite expecta- high expectations about dogs. I think they're incredibly clever. Clever enough sometimes, yes, I think. Yes, they're so, so, Darren, Darren if yep. Helen was to get a... Rec- this is me thinking like a dog psychologist, yes. which I'm not. Yeah. But if Helen was to get a recording of the siren and play it every now and then and talk calmly with... The, I mean, can you teach a dog to accept yeah. noises? Yeah, could you do that? Could I do that? Yeah, so, so you can do um, uh, desensitisation, it's called, um, but be very careful because you've got to look at whether you're um, stressing your dog out completely. So so when you desensitise, you do it very gradually over like, a couple of months or something like that because the last thing you want to do is suddenly blast that out of the dog if it's causing them a lot of stress because it can just build up even more stress. So, yeah, so you might want to start with sort of slightly lower-sounding noises and then build it up, build it up slowly. Um, yeah, so be really careful with that. It can have quite bad effects if you get it wrong. There are lots of other loud noises, though, in the neighbourhood that annoy me as a human, louder than <laughs> sirens, and the dogs don't bark at those noises. Yeah, no, I think, <laughs> it is, I think you'll find sirens. it is 
I think it may well be. Is it, is it the um, siren, uh, like the, um, oh, the fire brigade, that kind of siren? Yeah, like when you're on yeah. Morehouse Avenue and a siren, an ambulance comes yeah. past. I mean, she, Fred, well, she's called Fred, but she's a female dog, puts her head back <laughs> and howls. Wow. You should get a video and post on the Facebook page. I'd love to see that. <laughs> there you go, Helen. I hope you get some progress with that. And if look, yeah. if symptoms do persist, do see your dog behaviourist. I think that's probably the best thing to say. Yeah. Is because it would be really annoying to have a dog that... Look, this dog that I borrow, Izzy, the borrowed Waimarana that I borrow and take for walks... She was almost impossible to get the, the lead around her neck. She lies down and she, then she gets up and runs away. She mm. just absolutely hates it. But you can change that kind of behaviour too, Darren. Yeah, and I think we, we have to let go of this concept that we have to have the collar and the lead or the lead attached to the collar. I mean, the neck is the, the, the worst place really to connect the lead to. It's the weakest point of the dog. Mm. And, and it's down to that whole sort of control thing. I must control my dog. Actually, I want my dog to choose to be walking with me nicely. And then it doesn't really matter whether I've got a lead on or not. So I, I, I use a harness. Um, I would recommend harnesses on, on all walks for all dogs, whether they're big-chested or small or whatever, it doesn't matter. And also I use a lead in maybe a slightly different way where the pressure doesn't sort of isn't on the neck, it's more on the chest. Right. And I think that's just a nice, humane way of doing it. Once you do that, you change the whole physics of the walk, and then they can't manipulate your center of gravity to pull you over like they do <laughs> oh and she does she's got to be the strongest dog in the world she drags yeah. me up mount eden she's got muscles <laughs> like god 0800 Gaylene. hello yeah good morning and um, my daughter's hi, got a pit hi a pit bull female that was rescued um it's when you come home, once it knows you, it just can't stop jumping all over you, running around, rolling around, running around the house, jumping back on you. And that, that's just one problem, me. And the rest is sits at the door looking for someone to go past and trying to eat them while they're walking past. <laughs> <laughs> so how long, how long has she had the uh, rescue? Oh, she, a year. And it's only okay. about two, two years old, I think. Yeah. And it was, was badly treated, but... When it settles down, there's nothing wrong with it, but, oh, it's just dynamite. Yeah, so, so a year's not very long to um, have a rescue dog. Um, people, no. when, when you get a rescue dog, the first three or four months, maybe even six months, it's all plain sailing. The dogs tend to be quite weary, and they want to they wanna stay with that owner, so they want best behaviours. And then those, those, that baggage and those behaviours that come with that start to come back out later on. Um, yes. One of them is, is sheer excitement jumping around. So, so if you think about it, Suddenly he's been, he's probably been mistreated. He's now got this amazing home. Sounds like your daughter's um, got a fantastic home yes. then, uh, for her, yes. sorry. And then um, if she leaves, it's like, oh, is that going to disappear? Is it going to vanish? Am I going to have yes. to go back into the shelter? Has my life changed again? So when she comes back, it's like, oh, so nice to see you back. Oh, fantastic. Yes. But they're not very good at controlling that. And the, the way that puppies, because it's still really a puppy, the way that puppies sort of say hello and are excited jumping all over you, that would be very normal if you were a dog. But obviously oh. to people it's not. So what I kind of recommend is when you come home, you, you've, you've kind of got to ignore your dog, but you've got to acknowledge that they're there because, I mean, there's nothing worse than coming home and totally ignoring somebody, is it? They think they don't love you at all. Yeah. So, all right. so I sort of say, oh, good dog, very very calmly, and then just get on with my stuff and just totally ignore the dog. But the second okay. they do something I like, like lie down or sit, stop, what a good dog and give them a treat. And it's finding that positive in that, that crazy situation um, yes. amongst all that negative behavior that you can praise, and then that will become the, the preferred sort of behavior that they okay. show you when you come home. But, she yeah, don't do rush that. it. Yeah. yeah. But the, the, the other thing is that if you shout at it, um, it will wet its pants. 
<laughs> yeah, well, again, think about um, think about the situation. I mean, you don't know what's happened to that poor dog, and right. I mean, he, she could have been incredibly abused. I mean, people, unfortunately, because of the nature of the dog, they do get abused quite badly, and people think that they can do all sorts of. Things. They're very sensitive little dogs. They really are, and that's why they get so nervous. So I, I wouldn't raise my voice to to um, any rescue dog or any dog. Full okay. stop. Um, but. Okay. Just because of it, it throws them in that fear phase and that fear sort of yeah. like situation. And, and you know, they've, they've come from that. We don't want to put them back in it, do we? Yeah. And sorry, yeah. I cut you off when you were talking about the barking at the door. Yeah. That really the barking. barking. It, yeah, it kind of leads on from the same thing. They're living in that stress zone and it's about putting in um, proper training, proper exercise to calm them yeah. down. And, and yeah. the, the mindful techniques that we use bring them right down into that calm zone. And then okay. that sort of behavior just doesn't happen as much okay. because they, they haven't gone above that threshold of, of craziness, stupidity, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I'll have to get her on I to you. I, I would seek a trainer um, yes. and, and try and get those things sorted because it, things increment and can go slowly and get worse and worse and worse and before you know it, you've got a dog that you can't deal with. Mm, yeah, yeah, she's too scared to take it out. She can't take it out in the collar yeah. or anything in on the street or, or she's too scared to. Yeah. Um, if you if you email me after the show, I can sort of I don't know where you are, but I can recommend a trainer down that way. Okay. Thank you. Yep. Lovely. Good on you, okay. Gailene. Keep listening for the details, and we'll come in with that in just a minute or two. I remember going home when my girls were still at home, you know, and I'd come home and I'd open the door and I'd be going, "Hi, I'm home," and the, <laughs> and the dog would be barking and excited and jumping, but no one else. So you know, it yeah. is it is quite true though that dogs are always happy to see you. Yeah, they are. Yeah, it's lovely, isn't it? Yeah, it is nice. It is nice. <laughs> it is. Oh, those were the days. Now, Darren, if people have missed the chance to chat to you now, how do they get in touch so, with you? So, again, you can, um, you can always email me on the website. You can phone me on 0274 585872. That's 0274 585872. Um, you can go onto my Facebook page, just search for Mindfulness for Dogs, or you can type in um, com, and you can grab me on my website. You know what? Always it's happy to speak to people. And it's always money that you'll never regret spending because you've got a dog for a long time, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. How can I say it? If you, um, two sessions, um, particularly the jumping up with the pit bulls, they're all very sort of grab bitey dogs. Yeah. Um, I had a, um, a woman came yesterday within about 20 minutes. That dog naturally, when it got excited, just lay down. And that's the mindfulness techniques that I teach. Fantastic. So changing that jumping to lying down. You're a legend, Darren. Hey, thank you so much for joining us this morning on the Sunday Cafe. Really enjoyed it. Thanks for us ringing in. Yeah, cheers. We'll see you again sometime. Darren Rowe from Mindfulness for Dogs, the mindfulness, and then it's a four, a number four, dogs.com.